coming up on today's show, we get a letter from Joan. Find out why I say, I don't know, I've never felt a, uh, an elephant's penis. And is the grass really red in Todmorden? The answers to this and more coming up on today's exciting episode. People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead returned to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to Hello Hello <coughs> Hello Stop laughing. Hello and welcome to another episode. Thank you very much for joining us. I am Solway. I'm joined today by <laughs> Finchy McFinch. And I've just opened a beautiful bottle of mead. Uh, for those who haven't had it before, it's uh, fermented in uh, from honey. I thought he was um, gonna say from whole then. No, I mean even now you go down to the um we should go there actually on the night time because I had a strange experience there. There was a, oh why? Yeah, there was a situation. Fortin Abbey. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a situation where I was in a car, uh, me and this girl, and um, it was night. It was very, very late, and I was leant back, and she. Anyway, the, the point is, the window was down. It was in summer's evening, and it was dark, and I felt like it sounded like two. It sounded like a hands really, but touched the car like that yeah. on, on the ledge of the window there and I heard a <gasps> like that, like a noise All right. Right? and it wasn't her, it wasn't me and um, it was behind me, behind me air roll and yeah. I turned, it turned my head and it was like pitch black but I turned my head, there's no lights there or anything I turned my head and um, there's a guy with a mask no, on, nothing there All right. oh. but then she said what was that, and then because um, you're from Yorkshire, she said what was that and uh she said that, that there have been loads of stories of people seeing black dogs there. All right, okay. Um, so anyway, so I don't anyway. Fortin Abbey. So Fortin Abbey is um, like a monastery, isn't it? Um, is that, what, do you, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's based part of yeah, a monastery, monastery. Isn't it? Yeah. And if you go to the back there, you can go. You have to pay some money now because the national uh, heritage thing have got hold of it, haven't they? Well, I think heritage you can still get through the cornfield to get yeah, into it. Yeah, you can. But... but you have to if you go through the main door, you have to pay. Um, you can dress up as a monk though upstairs it's pretty good but if you go through the back there you'll still see the old um, beehives yeah. the monks used to have yeah. back in the day uh, obviously brick all the brickwork for what they used to have and that's where they used to produce their mead so mead is an alcoholic beverage produced from honey the one our particular tipple today is the Lan Lanchester mead I don't know if we don't know we said this in the episode later but we don't know if that exists anymore I think it used to exist. Mm. It don't anymore. You get that off Amazon. Go over there. Have a look at it. Fantastic. Bob, Bobby Dazzler, that. Please drink responsibly. Absolutely. Well, if you don't like drink, you won't like that. <laughs> well, no, there but we go. Anyway, uh, what are we doing today? So we're doing ghosts. Ghosts. Bit of UFO news. Bit of... Uh, mutilations. Mutilations. Cattle, not people. Cattle. And a bit about the London Loch Ness. The London Loch Ness. Yeah, we want your votes on that. So head over to the Facebook page, group, even. Just type Rebel and the Supernatural Podcast Hangout and you'll find us. Uh, There's no entry questions. You know, nothing complicated. You just ask to join. We approve you. 
There we go. Yeah. Let so, anybody and everybody in. Yep. So do that. Um Yeah. So thank you very much for listening and uh obviously if you want more episodes, join Patreon. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Now, let's enjoy The Ghosts of Flight 401. Right, you ready for this? Ready. Okay, so I'm going to take you now back to 1972. Not that you've ever been there before. Well, no. That's where we're going. Not as old as you. Not quite. And uh, this involves Eastern Airlines TriStar Jetliner Flight 401. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it was also called the Whisper Liner because it was only been around four months before it crashed. Oh, right. Okay, so that was like the nickname for it. But, yeah, Flight 401. Okay, so it's on its voyage, if that's what we call it in aviation, from New York to Miami. And um, this is so people can get away for the, you know for New Year and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, so you can imagine it's a jovial plane. Okay, in the cockpit then, we've got three officers. Okay, so we've got uh, First Officer Albert Stockstill. Okay, it was obviously called Bert to his friends. We've got Captain Robert Loft. It was called Bob. Bob. And uh, Flight Engineer Donald Repo. It was called Don. So we've got uh, Bert Stockstill, Bob Loft and Don Repo. Okay. That's a good name, Don Repo. It's good, isn't it? That's a cracking yeah. name. So anyway, as they're approaching Florida, okay, so they're coming into land, they lower the landing gear. And at this point, on the cockpit display, they get two green lights, one red light. Okay, so the one green light, uh, sorry, the two green lights are showing that the, the rear landing gear has... Is the locked into position? Yeah. Okay, but the one red light is showing that the uh, front, the nose wheel, if you like, hasn't locked into position. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's not down. Okay, it could just be a glitch, or you know, and they, they actually think it's a, a bulb that's out. Right. Okay, so they're tapping away on the bulb, um, and with it being night, obviously nowadays, what would that, or even in them days, what would happen is that if a nose wheel is not down or landing gear is not down, normally someone from the airport will go outside with binoculars, or whatever, and have a look at the plane from the ground. If All it's right. daytime, okay. and they can see if the land, you can see if a plane's coming into yeah, landing, yeah, yeah. if it's got landing gear down. So obviously they'll do like a visual check from the outside. Uh, with it being night, obviously that's not an option. No. So they struggle a little bit, try and get this. It's like if you imagine, it's pretty hard to describe on, on radio, like, but. If you imagine you've got a, a display in front of you and there's all these little square um, see-through plastic, um, little square see-through plastic uh, things, about a centimetre by a centimetre, okay? That's that's what the light's behind that. And so what they're trying to do is get this out, this piece of plastic out of the, right. of the console so they can get to the bulb to see if the bulb's blown. Yeah. So obviously if they remove that, the bulb's blown, chances are it's just a blown bulb. That's yeah. why the light's not coming on. So they're wrestling with this thing for a little bit. And uh, I think it was Stockstill at the time says, right, I'll put it into autopilot. Right. Okay, so he puts it into autopilot, and they're about uh, they're cruising at about 2,000 feet. So he chucks it into autopilot, and while this is going on, trying to get this thing out, and they just can't get it out, but they're still trying to get it out because that is a definite way to tell what's going on. What yeah. You know. So while this is going on, Don Repo, he says, do you want me to go and check 
down in the hell hole. Now, this is the little bit under... If you imagine the cockpit uh, from a side view, if you drew a line across the middle of it, underneath there is where all the avionics are for yep. the aircraft, okay? Uh, and it's like what they call it, the hell hole. You can imagine it's just like full of wires and... See it in film, story, yeah. yeah. So he says, do you want me to go down there? Because in the hell hole is a little tiny window. It's only like um, you know a few centimetres across, little uh, clear window where you can actually put your eye up to and look and see, you can see if the uh, landing gear is down or not. Oh, like a two-pence hole type Just thing. Just a yeah, little yeah. tiny hole, yeah. So he says, do you want me to go down there? And they say, yeah, go on, then you go down there where we try and get this uh, piece of plastic out. Uh, so anyway, he, he goes down there. Anyway, he's looking through this hole, and he sees that the landing gear is down. All okay. right. So he's just shouting back up to them that the landing gear is down. But as he's doing that, he's actually seeing treetops. Oh, dear. Right? So he's shouting up to them, and he's saying... I can see trees. And the stock still is heard on the black box recorder saying, we're still at 2,000 feet, right? This is what we've done to the altimeter. We're still at 2,000 feet, and then that's when the plant's to the ground. Oh, dear. Because what I believe... Well, they've got ideas of what happened here, but the thing... Well, I think the easiest way to describe it is... So he's on autopilot, okay? So that's just keeping the plane at a certain speed. And height. They actually flew into the um, ground at 237 mile an hour. Um, Saying that, when was this again? Nineteen seventy-seventy-two. Yeah, so it's quite it's quite a bit back because I know like nowadays, like aviation, they've got it so what the it autopilot keeps, does yeah, everything keep, keep, yeah. keeps everything yeah. in, intact. Well, if you imagine this one's like uh, like a primitive version of it, so it's what it's doing. It's just regulating the engines. Um, it's like a cruise control then. Yeah, like yeah. a cruise control. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's just keeping that speed. It's not steering the. Not like you put cruise control in your car. It's not steering the car. No, it's just speed. It's not braking it? yeah. or anything like that. It's yeah. just literally keeping that same constant speed. That, that's what this was doing. Okay. But as they're, from what I've looked at and that, I think as they were looking at the light bulb, he's actually leaning forward onto his uh, ah, stick. And that's obviously just lowering, lowering the plane. And it, I mean, it did come down over a long distance. It wasn't like a... You know, a steep dive. It was a really oh, gentle yeah. dive. And one of the things about this is, if you listen to the footage, uh, sorry, the the audio recordings of the um, air traffic control, he actually radios the plane and he asks them if they're all right. He's referring to the fact that they're actually Declining, descending. Yeah. But because his message is so vague, he, he comes across the radio and just says, uh, are you, "You all right, guys? Is all right, there? And they say, "Yeah, we've got a bit of a problem with this landing gear, but everything's all right." And so he just assumes that's fine, but yeah. he was actually questioning why they was descending. Yeah. But it was that it was literally that vague that they didn't get the understanding from it. Now, if he'd said to them, um, "You're a thousand feet yeah, now, mate," yeah, they probably would, oh fuck yeah, and that would have been <laughs> it. It never would have happened. But um, I'm not blaming him, obviously. It's just the way he, you know, well, it didn't across. help us. Yeah, but really. he probably didn't want to. He didn't want to. Probably didn't want to say to him, "You do know you're fucking going about to hit the treetops now," you know. So anyway. That's what happened, and um, but this was the Everglades. Okay, this is Florida. It's the Everglades, so it's swampy area. Now, the, although they came down at two hundred and thirty-seven um, mile an hour, what the hell? Not all the passengers died. Okay, so this okay. is like a rare case of a, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and that was I think it was literally just because of the area that they landed on. It was almost like a landing. I mean, it's 237 mile an hour, but it's almost like... A, it was that gentle. It was almost like a landing on the swamp, yeah. which obviously ain't going to no. do the aircraft much good. So that tore apart. So on the flight then, there was uh, 163 passengers. And uh, 
75 of those people managed to survive, some of the crew. Uh, the three guys, uh, Stockstill, Loft and Repo, they all died. Yeah. Okay, they all died in the crash. But some of the um, uh, flight stewardesses actually survived. Okay, two of the ten. Which you know is pretty good odds. I mean, pretty good. Considering they're probably standing on the yeah, plane they were anyway. the worst. Yeah. yeah, and um, well, I suppose the table would be upright and you'd have your seatbelts on that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the seventy-five people who survived all had their trays in the upright position. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, but what they think aided the fact people survived is because they landed in that swamp, that marshy, boggy, uh, actually um, sealed a lot of the wounds. Okay. Okay, to stop these people just bleeding out yeah. before emergency service could get there, they actually clogged up a lot of the things. So although there was injured, they didn't bleed out immediately. Yeah. Um, so that you know, plays into it. But whatever you whatever way you square it, a lot of people survived. Um, 163, 75 survived. So, I mean, although it's, it's still really bad, but that's still good. You know, at least we had a few survivors because yeah. you normally don't get any deer. No. And that's sort of expected. We're going to look at some last words, pilots, uh and uh, you know, in, in that case, there there was two planes that crashed on the runway, killed everybody. You know, well, one plane was taxiing out, wasn't he? Yeah. And the other plane flew in and hit him on the runway. I mean, and that, that's that's. Uh, I mean, the brands. If you talk about them now, like KLM, because that was one of them. Right? KLM, that was yeah. him that ran into it. And you you talk about KLM, it's quite a big Dutch airline nowadays. But that's you know when it happened, it's probably in its in its earlier days. But it's still. Crazy to air off. Still to, shocking that yeah. two planes are crashing the runway. Yeah. Um. Okay, so now we get onto the reason why we're all here. Okay, we get strange tales of ghosts appearing on aircraft after this crash. Okay, and it turns out that because the plane come down in that particular fashion, a lot of the plane was salvageable. So parts were salvaged from that. Yep. To put in other aircraft. Um. And obviously, this is not uncommon. This happens now. You can go to the scrapyard today and get a car door, a car door, yeah, you know, from a car that's probably been Bumper a, a fatality. Yeah. You know, um, it, it happens. Um, there was a, a, a rhyme me to talk about the Russian aircraft in a minute. So, a famous case is fucking brilliant. So, they salvaged a lot of the parts, not just um, you know. Things that you think of a plane, you know, a lot of fucking wings or engines or whatever. But um, it, uh, some of the parts were just like ovens. Yeah. You know, ovens, things like yeah. that, you know. So, and uh, one of the ovens actually comes up here. So, what happens then? So, people start seeing the crew of the former aircraft on the new aircraft that have been, uh, these parts, these salvaged parts have been put in. Oh, God. Now, we hear about haunted objects, don't we? So... Well, it's the last thing you want to see, really, on a plane. If you see Don Repo and you think, hold on, he was on the news, you know. Yeah, well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> We're on a plane, this isn't very good. Well, Eastern Airlines themselves really refused to um, talk any about the paranormal stuff at all, okay? Apparently, countless investigators, you know, paranormal investigators yeah. wanted to get on this plane. And, um, you know, the conduct experiments and that. And Eastern Airlines just weren't having any of it. Well, no, but I suppose you don't really want someone on the plane that's going to give people the frights, you know. You don't want to go on a plane where they say, oh, this plane's haunted. It's going to put people off going on it. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they was going to do it while people were there, but... Um... Okay, so some examples then. So, the a captain 
and two flight attendants saw and spoke to Bob Loft. All right. right. This is while the plane was still on the ground, and he was just on there, and they, you know, seen him coming. They just thought it was another company uh, pilot, and yeah. they went to chat to him and got talking to him, and then they realised who it was, and he vanished. And they was that scared, uh, the pilot uh, as well. They didn't actually manage to get the flight off uh, that day, that to, you know, put it back. Oh yeah. Um, we, you know, which is understandable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, another female passenger was concerned because she sat down, okay, and next to the window, you know, she sat down in the aisle seat, next to the window, in the window seat, there was a, a, a guy dressed in a captain's uniform. And she sat down and she spoke to him, is it, you know, oh, are you uh, part of the airline, whatever, you're you know, flying back to wherever those going. And he just is unresponsive. <laughs> and she looked at him and he did look a bit ill, look a bit pale yeah. and a bit sickly. And she spoke to him again and he still was unresponsive. So she calls over a stewardess and she talks to him, and again, she can't get no response from him. So she calls over another stewardess to see if she recognises this captain. Who, who is he? Yeah. You know, why is he on this plane, particularly? Because obviously they've got the captain, he's flying a plane. So she comes over and she recognises him as being Bob Loft. Uh, and obviously she goes hysterical, they all go hysterical. And as they're doing that, this guy just vanishes. Yeah. Okay. But they, they all say this, he wasn't like an apparition like you think. He was like smoke and all that. This was solid. You know, she could have reached out and touched him. He was solid. He was there. All right, he was unresponsive, but he was there. Um, subsequently, when she gets back to uh, the airport, she actually asked to see photos of of, Bob. Uh, of the pilots that have yeah. died in the, in this company, and she picks him out straight away. Yeah, so you know, you know, she picks him out from a photo. I mean, is that evidence that it wasn't? Mm. I mean, it, yeah, got to be there. To yeah, but, she, thing, but no, there's no question that they saw uh, saw the ghost on the plane. Um, okay, another flight. L one o one one is probably is how they say it. L one o one one. L ten eleven. Yeah, L ten eleven could be coming. But I was going to do that, but I don't think I don't know if they would do that. Anyway, the point is that's know. the plane, right? It's a passenger plane again, and it's been fitted with parts from the last uh, from the crash. The flight engineer is doing his, uh, you know, his checks, pre checks, yeah. Yep. And as he's going down the the middle of the the aisle, if you like, he bumps into a pilot. Oh, sorry, another guy in another engineer's uh, guy. This would be for this would be Don Repo. He bumps into him and he says, um, "What are you doing?" And this guy says, "Oh, don't worry about the checks. I've already done them for you." <laughs> right. And then obviously he vanishes. Well, he turns around, <laughs> turns back. He's gone. Um, I don't know. I still might want to double check it, yeah, even if I'm he had. sure he did. You know what I mean. <laughs> Okay, this one's good, just because how calm the the stewardess stays. Um, So we've got Faye Merriweather, okay, she's a flight attendant, and she saw a face looking back at her from one of the ovens. All right. Okay, but instead of just, you know, doing what I would do, you know, scream and run with my hands in the air, (laughs) she calmly walks away and goes to get another flight attendant. Who, you know, she brings air back, and the, and she also sees the face. Yeah. Right? So it's not imaginary. They're both seeing this face in there. So they call a, a third member of staff over. It's a flight engineer. 
And he looks at it. Now, he recognises him straight away as being um, Dom Repo. Yeah. Because he was a flight engineer and he knew him. Yeah. Okay. Now, he's meant to have... Repo, this apparition in this oven, is meant to have said to these, watch out for a fire on this airplane. The airplane lands safely. Okay. okay there was no fire. Yeah. It, it's doing a, a, a return trip. I think it was going back to Mexico or somewhere like that at the time. So it's doing a return trip. On the way back, the engine starts to look like it's going to burst into flames. And the captain has already been warned about this. So he's on to it straight away. He shuts it off. Yeah. And they managed to make a safe landing on the other engines. So, you know, that little bit of hindsight may have it kept him acutely aware of there could be an issue with it. it could okay. Be, so yeah. he's probably more conscious of it, probably yeah. doing more checks on the engines than he's he got, would have done. He's probably he's prepared for it straight away if I was to happen. Yeah. It's at the back of his mind. So did that save him? You know, well, we've got to say yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. Um now, this is interesting because this is the vice president of Eastern Airlines. He's boarded the uh, Miami-bound TriStar at JFK Airport. And again, he sits down and speaks to a captain sitting in first class. Now, he was one of the... Obviously, he was the first person on, on, on the plane because of his position yeah. to let him on first. So, he sits down and he sits down in his chair and opposite him is his captain. So, obviously, he tries to strike up conversation with him. And at this point, the apparition vanishes. Oh, dear. But he recognises him. He recognises him as Bob Laft. Okay. Now, on another occasion, Repo appeared to a captain of a plane, of one of the other planes, okay? And he actually says to him, we will never be, the sorry, there will never be another crash. We will not let it happen. Okay, of that particular okay. air, air, airline. Air, airline, yeah. yeah. Um, are Eastern Airways still in business? I could not tell you. <laughs> I think they are, yeah. I think I've been I taken over. I changed the name. Else, I think yeah. I did read that. Yeah, they are. The camera, what the name is, but they are still. Yeah, they are still around, but they changed the name. They might have changed it twice, but yeah, they're still about. But, you know, he was probably referring just to that particular aircraft. But he's going to do his best anyway yeah. to stop it happening and again, which I think is interesting. Now. Okay, these are all just um, people seeing ghosts and that, that happens, right? That's still very in, uh, intriguing. Yeah. Um, you know, great, you know, for us. And I think we, we enjoy this sort of thing. But what about a more hands-on ghostly experience, okay? Now, this is a little bit more difficult to explain, I think obviously people could see ghosts, and people can say just imagination is this that and you. But obviously these people, not not all of them, knew these pilots, these guys before seeing them. Yeah, you know, some of them did, some of them didn't. So the you know chances of imagining a pilot and then finding out that the part of that plane was salvaged from that plane and all the rest of it um, is unlikely, especially when you consider Eastern Airlines was doing everything they could to avoid this getting out to the public and avoid other pilots and other crew members um, knowing about this. Yeah. There was going as far as to alter logbooks. Oh, God, right. So if someone mentioned this in a logbook that they've seen this, go, they would actually take that logbook away and put a new one in. New one in, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, all right, rumours would have got round, I'm sure, you know, in that Word of mouth, yeah. But still, this one, I think, is um, 
a little bit diff more difficult to explain. Okay, so so there's a problem with one of the ovens. Okay, yeah. And this is the oven that they're taking out of the plane. And the engineer's on his way to fix it. As the um, first officer is going around the plane doing his checks, he sees a guy in an engineer's uniform fixing the oven. Okay, so he yep. just thinks it's the engineer fixing the oven. No, no big deal. And he, he, you know, he briefly speaks to the guy. You know, he sees the guy's face and all the rest of it. Anyway, then he goes about and he's still on the plane when the engineer comes and says, "Which oven's broken?" And he right. says, um, "This is the real engineer now." Which oh, okay. So he's like, "Well, this one," and he's like, "Well, that's fixed. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. I've just tested them all. They're all fine." And he said, "Well, someone's just fixed it." And he said, "Who?" Oh. <laughs> no one else should have been on the plane. Anyway, eventually they both realised so much up. Donny Reaper. And, um, and it was Don Reaper. They actually both uh, looked at pictures and recognised him. He was also seen later on on the same flight. Um, by the engineer of that flight, he heard some knocking coming from under the cockpit, which is unusual. <laughs> so he's gone down in the in the lift. I think they have a lift there. Gone down to the um, the lower deck, if you like, and in the aisle down there, he's actually seen him, uh, yeah. and he said, you know, he went to speak to him, and he vanished. But again, he identified him as Don Repo. Um. So, you know, like I say, there's lots of um, tales of this, you know, people seeing it, but not just uh, people that work for the aircraft, passengers as well. They'd sit down and yep. finish, or they'd speak to the captain. Um, I don't know whether it's still going on today. Um, presumably that plane is not in service anymore, although a plane from the 70s probably still is. Parts, I never know what parts. Well, the about. parts will be kicking about, but you know, it could still be in there. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, what do you make of something like that? I've, I think. Yeah, cause it's it's not if you if you take the actual case like this scenario out of it, things like that do happen all around anyway. Mm. But it makes you wonder if people have because um, we was on about you know earlier you know car parts you know parts of cars that have been in wrecks. Yeah, you know I've seen cars where they've hit somebody, um, and the front end's all mangled up, and there's like bits of person in in the headlight bit and all that and that. What, and, and just put it in your car? No, they just jet wash it out, <laughs> jet wash the per, part of the body out, yeah. and then send it to the garage to be fixed up. I mean, to be fair, body parts... Sorry, these, that's me opening this mead, by the way. Body parts these days can be... Uh, easily not me having a weed. That's me <laughs> pouring a glass of mead. He's easily buffed up, can't they? You know, you take it to one yeah, of these auto what, parts. What I'm saying things. is, uh, I, I've, you know, is the car haunted by that person that died? Because there was a case uh, way back when uh, in the like seventies and that, and it was a Ford Cortina. Remember Ford Cortina? Yeah. And um, this guy bought it, and he took it round the estate, and he found this girl who thought, "Oh yeah, this guy, I like him. He's got this nice car." Yeah. So he said, "Do you want fancy coming with me, babe?" And she said, "Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been in a Cortina before." And Cortinas were magical, by yeah. the way, right? So he's jumped in this, she's jumped in this car and he's took her down to the old, uh, um, you know, the, the, the old, the, what do you call it? Dogger's like, lay-by. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the shag spot, yeah. So he's <laughs> took her down there and um, one thing after another and it, they've jumped in the back and uh, as she, he's mounting her, um, 
he's both looked across and there's an old man sat in the driver's seat. <laughs> and uh, obviously that came as a bit of a shock. Uh, he jumped up and the guy vanished. He took the car back to the guy who sold him it. Yeah. And he literally drove up this guy's drive. A bloke came out the house and he said, you've seen the old man, haven't you? <laughs> anyway, he, he, he punched him, like. Because <laughs> so, he didn't get his underwear, so... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, and that guy had sold that car three or four times, and every time he sold it to someone, either someone got this really horrible smell of yeah. death. Um, you know, most people have smelled that, that decay yeah. smell, that, um, you know, when you, even from an animal or something like that's dying, yeah. and they got, they've got that horrible smell, and they just couldn't shift it. It turned out this old man had killed himself in the car. Oh. Um, I think he gassed himself or something like that. So I don't know how long he was in the car. I don't know why they believe that putrid smell would be in there, but people either smelt that or they saw him. You see, I've heard of, I've heard of radio, you know, you know, like the radios in the car. I've been I mean, waiting for this all day. It's beautiful. This. <laughs> the older ones and that. And I mean, a lot of the older ones were you put a cassette tape in, mm. you know, type thing. Um, and then when I started going into CD and that, oh yeah, a lot of cars that got crashed or, cr- you know, go into crush or whatever, they're all stripped out and things like the radios were reused in different cars, not necessarily new cars, but into yeah. secondhand cars. And I've heard things about the radios where, just starts tuning Pe- to a different frequency. Well, not not only that. I mean, obviously, you get pirate radios and things like that. But where they're hearing words come through, and it's like it's freaking them out. So I've I've heard that before. Now, yeah. whether that's that's related to the previous owner, um, yeah, you know, I mean, like, you do get that cross signal thing sometimes. Sometimes you? you get it. Yeah, yeah when you, you know, especially you- if you're out of range. Especially on like them, uh, is it medium waves or with uh, you know like talk sport yeah, things like yeah. that? You sometimes get the pirate radio in the background. Or Shania Twain. Shania Twain, yeah. yeah. I've had that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had Cher, I think, in the background yeah. when I was listening to I it. Like Shania Twain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I wonder if that's sometimes related to it. Cause I've I've heard a lot of that. Not not obviously like mm, we're talking yeah, about salvage parts. I'm sh- I'm but sure I'm sure there's been cases of it. Many things. I mean, we obviously we we talk about. Haunted objects. We talk about cursed objects. It's the same thing. Yeah, this was a possession. Um, you know, it belonged to a certain person. When and then that possession sold, and then people start getting haunted. Um, the divot box is a, a, a perfect example. Oh yeah, Russians. So, um, not what, the, what I'm talking about in the news about the Russians today, but there was a there was a case where this Russian airliner was flying and there was a problem came up on the on the dashboard light like said oh there's an error or something and it was this part so they literally went down the, the aisle and said to people right we need a whip round for this part all right yeah and they said look if we don't get it it's going to be another we're going to be delayed by another whatever it was 72 hours whatever yeah so the the passengers all had a whip round literally a few quid here <laughs> and a few quid there and the pilot landed in one of these plain graveyards, you've seen them. Uh, I think I know which ones the, you're on like, about. Yeah, f- like thousands of loads planes, of yeah. them. Yeah, he literally landed there because they fly him in. Yeah, that's how they, well, leave him there. He landed on that and well, you ain't gonna out. get it on back of a trailer. He jumped out, <laughs> run across the thing, said, "Have you got this part?" And the guy said, "Yeah." Give him the money, fitted the part, and it was off again. <laughs> I think it cost him about five hours or something like that. Yeah, but if they had to wait for another plane, that could it would have been, been hours yeah. and hours. So they actually had a whip round. But would you? 
you know, this guy, come, the pilot comes down and says, uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a bit of a problem. Yes, we've got a tail light out. Uh, we've got to have a whip round and uh, get a new one, otherwise I can't move. Would you fucking say, yeah, all right, I'd say, land this fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say, you're taking a off. piss, mate. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I wouldn't get back on that, would you? I'd say to him, you got plenty of parachutes, mate. Okay, so no. I might take my risk that way. But, but um, hey, well, coming back to that... You never know. My dad had an old Ford Escort, estate type thing, and he had one of them sun visors that never stayed up. I wonder if someone before got hit by it in back of, you know, oh, yeah, top of the head and crashed. Thing, yeah. You never know. The people now listening to this in second-hand cars thinking, mm. yeah, getting getting on getting <laughs> onto their insurers. Is that, that knocking that I've been hearing. <laughs> Could I insure myself a bit more, but, please? Um, yeah. yeah, making sure the life insurance is covered. <laughs> but yeah, as for famous or oh, pilots' last words, obviously in this case, the last words for the pilots here was, um, and this is crazy, really, when you think about it. He said, uh, yeah, "What we've done to the altimeter? Uh, uh, um, we are at two thousand feet, right? We're still at two thousand feet, right?" <laughs> and it was ten seconds after that that they hit the ground. Yeah, fucking hell! So he thought he was still cruising at two thousand feet. There was actually at twenty feet when he made that. No, About twenty feet, two hundred feet, something like that. It's because there's that there's that film called Sully. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure it's called Sully. Uh, Tom Hanks, I believe it is. No. Um, and he cra- seen one film. He, he crashes the plane into um, Story. River Hudson, New York. Oh yeah. He's just, oh, yeah. He's just taken off. Yeah, that was a real um, thing. And happened, he, you yeah. know, the birds in mm. the engines and bird strike. Bird strike and. He said, "You know, he said the reaction was, I've got to land this safe, safe enough to keep the percentage high of saving all the passengers.' So mm. he decides to dump land it in the, the in the Hudson, and there's, you know, there's an investigation where you could have took it to Adakap Newark, I think was the next one, something like that. Uh, you could have taken it back to Newark, not Newark and Nottingham. No, not Newark, no. Nottingham. No, that's, <laughs> that's a bit bit of a five thousand yeah. <laughs> mile journey, but um, Newark, which is the next, you yeah, know, yeah. State, I don't know what it is, but airport across." And uh, he goes, well, you can't expect people's reaction at a click of a fingers to know exactly the answer. Like you've got, you've got to get, you've got to process it. Mm. He says you're in the state of panic, you're in state of shock, you're in the state of all these. If you was an, if you was like a robot, yeah, fair enough. They 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 can flick to that straight away. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like you know turning on a light. And he goes, you've got to give time to process. He's got, you know, so. They go through it, and I think it's I think it's something like twenty six seconds. I think they said that you've got time to process everything, get prepared, you know. So they did it for twenty six seconds, and he said, you know, twenty six seconds, twenty six. I'd seconds. still be going, shit. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, I'd be I'd be panicking like yeah. fuck, and but twenty six seconds, and they, in the end, after all these tests that we keep, you know, uh, doing these tests and. To find out he did the right thing after all, because yeah. at, at the end of the well, day, I mean, a million pound, still... a million pound plane. Yeah, but they wanted to try and yeah, get him for the loss of a million yeah, pound well, plane. And at the end of the day, he did the right thing. But it goes to show, you know, how quick a reaction. And it's yeah. similar thing well, back yeah. to that. It's even at two thousand feet, and they they take their eye off a ball like they did. And then you're at a thousand. You're at well, I think you're probably at five hundred feet. Let's say mm. where you've seen oh, the yeah, treetops, yeah. three yeah. three hundred feet. Let's say. And you're at that, and you f- you're doomed. If yeah, I yeah. think even if I even did if have time known, to react, yeah. you try and pull that up. I think you got the weight of it, and everything, I think you probably mm. it'd mean, be a tight call. It's wouldn't difficult it? to say because people survived, and that we're not. You know what I mean? So if, proper I mean, aviators could, ourselves, could, yeah, and that. <laughs> uh, I've flown a kite. 
No, that counts. Does that count? But, yeah, no, probably not. But <laughs> um, not very well. It's got to be honest. Oh, uh, dear. I think the maximum I've had of kite in the air is about twenty seconds. Uh, shit. Not very good at kiting then. Um, I'd rather have a balloon, a healing balloon on the string, and just go out in the garden. Well, that's and, cheating. Yeah. Well, at least it's going to stay. It's more fun for the kids. <laughs> but um, I can't remember what I was going to say now, so fucking bugger it. <laughs> oh, yeah, famous last words. Um, well, not famous, but uh, last words. There was that um, that lad who uh, stole that jet, that stole that fucking plane. The footage of that is actually on YouTube. You can go and look at it. Um, but obviously, he wasn't in the right state of mind. But he did, um, he did do a barrel roll and pulled that off. <laughs> uh, but I think his last words were actually, can this do a backflip? Um, he pulled it off, but then that was it, off, it. But that was it, That yeah. was it, yeah. But, you know, he wasn't planning on landing the plane, so, hey, maybe that's the way he wanted to go. Something caught my eye this week, and talking about things flying through the sky. Um, no, I've seen you posted this on yeah, there. Yeah, a star. So, so remember, guys, if you're not on Facebook, go and join. Get on there. There's no trick questions to join. Well, no, we're not on no, this one, is Just join. There? No Except questions. anybody. Um, yeah, well, so a star was sent hurling. Uh, he across... keeps getting Well, <laughs> good old Phil. I hope he's all right. I've I've uh, I've heard he's not well at the moment. No, he's not actually. So right, I so, hope he's all right. Yeah, best wishes. Best wishes to Phil. Uh, anyway, onwards with uh, a star has been seen. Uh, well, it's been sent, not been seen. I don't think unless you. Well, you could probably see it. Probably one scientist yeah. has seen it, and then that's probably where all this shit comes from. But anyhow, uh, sent hurling across the galaxy after undergoing a partial supernova. Astronomers mm. say. Um, right down to a what they're calling a nuclear blast. Uh, so a supernova is a powerful explosion that occurs when some stars reach the end of their lives. In this case, a blast was not sufficient to destroy it, but it's instead sent the star hurtling through space at 900,000 kilometres per hour. Pretty, so fast. Pretty fast, yeah. yeah you I could just probably replace that with I fast. don't think I can yeah. do that on the motorway. Very fast. Yeah. Um... Astronomers think the object, known as a white dwarf, uh, was originally circling another star which would have been sent flying in the opposite direction. Mm. When two stars orbit each other like this, they are described as binary. Yeah. Only one of the stars has been detected by astronomers. Uh, the object, known as well, a load of numbers and letters there, so I'll just call it SDS, because that's what it looks like. SDS. The white dwarf. Yeah was uh, previously found to have an unusual atmospheric composition. So, so where's that? I mean, relative to us, I mean, is it going to, is it going this way? Well, the answer said that. The the answer, you know, the answer really got... Imagine they a meteor coming all the time, don't they? But yeah, well, it's today. I've seen one today, actually. It was posted on Facebook. Someone posted it um, saying, a meteor, this is what made me laugh, the twice twice the size as Doc Tower is heading past Earth. No, he's heading uh, towards Earth. And then further reading on from it, it's one of them that could be a close shave type thing. But saying that, a close shave, you see them all the time. Like 230,000 miles. yeah, Yeah, and... Even so, you think it, we? I mean, Doc Tower. I don't know how tall that is. If you'd say two hundred foot, yeah, I was going to say a quarter of a mile. So if you said half a mile, let's say half a mile in height, which I don't think it's going to even touch that. By the time it's probably coming into the atmosphere, surely it's surely it's going to break up quite somewhat anyway. 
Well, if it came in the atmosphere, I don't think it would get that close. No, I don't think no. it would. No. Hey, that's not to say that one ain't going to win. I mean, at some point, one is going to win, isn't it? Well, Whether we're still here or not is anyone's guess, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, she got. We had something else on the end. Yeah, I got, well, I, I, I see one also come up of a, uh, a UFO encounter as well. So I'm going into a bit of UFO news here. A UFO, UFO news. UFO news coming to you. UFO encounter that tore a US community apart. Oh, these aren't friendly aliens. I'm actually looking at a UFO case that's not been well publicised. Oh, yeah? Mm. You're writing a book on it? No. Oh, right. Um, so, a US family were driving home on a still warm evening 50 years ago. Oh, 50 years ago? Bloody hell. Has it still only come out and told us this now? Uh, they had no idea their lives were about to be changed forever. On the 1st September 1969, is that, is that the year of, of the moon landing, 1969, wasn't it? Uh, the Reed family claimed they had an encounter with unidentified flying object as they took a shortcut home over the Sheffield Bridge in Massachusetts around 8.30pm. Fom. Fom Reed. Fom? Fom. Go with Fom. Fom Reed, who was nine at the time, still remembers what he saw in vivid detail. His mother, Nancy Reed, was driving, and his grandmother, who was in the passenger seat, also. Next to him was his younger brother, Matthew. The pair had been sharing lollies. Who shares a bloody lolly with someone? Well, it was back in the day. Yeah, but even he wouldn't bloody share a lolly well, with anyone. You can't afford two. He's breaking it in half. Nah, because they fall off the snow. You wouldn't go, yeah, you have a lick, have a lick. You have a lick, have a lick, would you? Well, how, how are you, how are you Anyway, gonna... that's not important. Anyhow, no, no. That's another argument for Just another buy day. buy fucking two lollies. Just buy two lollies, you type. Anyhow, uh, there, there was light coming through the bottom boards of a bridge, he said. Ooh. Oh, dear. Yeah. As we left the bridge and came out the other side, we saw uh, we saw what looked like a self-contained sphere of white light, and it rose up maybe two stories. There were some rods... You know, some rods of light coming through. You know, it's like the sun, isn't it? Going through tree lights. You get to see that phase type thing. Uh, they fired... Uh, hey, oh, there you go. They, uh, oh, no. They fired several thin directional laser-like poles of light. And uh, so the light then retracted into it. And the sphere slowly moved around the line of the trees. Going in the same direction they was. So it looks like it's kind of, you know, moving beside you, you know, like sometimes you get a bird that's flying next to your car type thing, it's like that, uh, but going through the trees. Uh, his brother then happened to notice a second round sphere to the right of the car that looked like it was sitting underwater. At that point, everything felt odd to us. It was almost like being underwater, and as the car slowed, you know the tapping sound you get from like being in the pool, uh, the sound was stones tapping under like the, what they call a fender of the car. Uh, Mr. Reed said everything then became still and quiet, and that's when the family claims they saw saw it, you know, a turtle-shaped like object uh, hovering over the fields to their left. There's a picture of this also, a description, someone's drawn it out. Um, looks interesting. The three objects, the two spheres of light and the shell, made a triangle with a reed car bang in the middle of it. The car suddenly exploded with light, mm. Mr. Reed said. 
almost like floodlights had been shone on it. He explains to the uh, news company everything was illuminated in glaring detail. Uh, you know, a, a, a large amount of noise erupted as crickets, frogs, you know, all the insects had burst out into light, wait, you know, burst yeah. out into waking up type thing and were going a bit... it was dawn. Yeah. That was the last thing that Mr. Reed and his family remember for three hours uh, by vague visions of what resembled a airplane hangar, uh, describing it as a large open area that was much larger uh, than the craft was itself. Mm. When the family came, uh, finally came to Nancy Reed and her mother had mysteriously switched positions in the car, the car ignition was off. And the lights were off also, Mr. Reed said. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that happens, doesn't it, where... I mean, I've heard cases where... I've heard cases where people have been abducted, right? Um, And they've seen someone else on the craft. Yeah. And then later on, they've gone to, like, a UFO... Um, Abduction, uh, abductees, fucking seminar. Uh, no, like uh, alcohol anonymous. Thing, oh right, okay, yeah. Where other people there have obviously been abducted, and they've actually met up with people that they saw the night they was abducted. Yeah, and some were former relationships and all sorts of shit. But you know, so I mean, how do you explain that? Other people have woke up in the morning after being abducted in someone else's pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Alien. I mean, pajamas. imagine someone waking up in my Liverpool boxer shorts. <laughs> what an Evertonian! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, how do you explain that? I mean, how do you explain that to your wife? Well, right? yeah, you, yeah. You wake up and you got some other woman's clothes on <laughs> <laughs> after you come in drunk one night, which has happened actually. Um, <laughs> what another warm woman's knickers? Yeah. Um, in my coat pocket. All oh, right. Um, Not. I thought you meant wearing them type. Thing. Well, uh, yeah, I've worn them on occasions, obviously, but uh, you know. <laughs> special ones. Yeah, but yeah. no, yeah. I mean, it does happen. I don't know how they got there. <laughs> Still to this day, I don't know. How they Hold got on, there. I can hear Lee Misses coming up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, not this one. It was a different one. Anyhow, um, so that was on there, and UFO news. Um, we also posted. I don't know if we put it on there or not. I think we might have done, or someone did. If not, I will. Um, Deborah Ratswell had proposed uh, of this cattle mutilation in Todd Morden. Um, Todd Morden is, you know, famous uh, UFO cases. Um, Godfrey, you know, the PC Godfrey, uh, is yep. abduction and UFO sighting took place there. So it's a little town in Yorkshire where you know strange things happen. Um, but she posted up these pictures of this cattle mutilation now. I'm not big on the cat mutilation. I've said this many a time on here before, and to me, it just don't, just don't seem plausible. Right. It's not to say people don't get abducted, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Um, majority of the time, I, I think, mm, but then there's some cases like uh, Betty and Barneyl and stuff like that where you think, yeah, there's something to this. Um, but the cattle mutilation, I do draw the line there. I say, not for me. And I had a discussion with some people from the hangout about this case uh, earlier this week. But for me, the reason I don't believe in it, if that's the right word, is because nine times out of ten, you'll see these cattle 
and it's not just cattle like deers and things like that have been found in a very similar vein horses but you always see this same sort of mo if you like where and they say well this is the same mo which means it's alien yeah but to me that mo um means it's predators because right let's just get this let's just put this out there yeah so you've got an advanced alien species that comes all the way to earth to harvest particular organs and bits from a cow Okay, so they come, they pick up the cow, they take the bits off it, and then they go somewhere else, harvest another cow. Now, surely an advanced civilization can realize that a cow's got two eyes. You're right, yeah. Two air holes. So why then does it only take the eye that's facing up? Because you imagine a cow's dead, it's laid on its side. Yeah. Right, and I had to laugh when I read the report because the bloke said, "Well, it looks like the cow's been dropped from an height and landed on its side." No, it looks like the cow's just died and fell on its side. That's what cows do. Yeah, they, you know, when cows die, they don't stand up. Unless it's frozen. I've seen yeah. one laying on its back, but they don't fucking stand up, do they? You know no. what I mean? So, I, the cow laid on its side does not mean it's been dropped by a spaceship. I'm not saying it hasn't, right? But I'm erring on the side of caution, and I'm saying that the cow died and fell over. Right, that's more realistic. And now, if you imagine the cow's died, fell on its side, let's just say it's left laid on its right side. So the left-hand side of the cow is exposed, okay? Yeah. So the eye's gone, the ear's gone, the lip's gone. People say there's no blood. There's blood fucking everywhere, right? <laughs> there's no footprints, right? Yeah. Right? Maybe. No footprints, but there is, I mean, if a pred- little tiny predator was there, like a fox or something, you ain't going to see much footprints on that in the grass. But you certainly don't see a trampled ground area where people have been, or aliens have been munching around it. So let's just say it was taken aboard the craft. Now, why would they take it aboard the craft and only take the eye that was facing up, the lips that was facing up, the ear that was facing up, and not turn the cow over and take the other eye, the other lips, and the other ear roll, instead of going 20 miles down the road and picking up another cow and taking one eye, one ear, and one <laughs> lip from that? You know what I mean? And all this internal organs removed and I, I keep posting this this video up all the time and if anyone wants to see this i'll post it to the hangout so people can again if you're not on the facebook group go over to facebook or twitter because we've got a twitter not that we use it but we have got one and if you if you go on there if that's your preferred uh place then i'll put this video there if people want to see it there or hashtag people, realm of a supernatural yeah podcast. or people just go on youtube and and type in um it was called, I think it was called Eating Nature's Giants or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Something like that, yeah. wasn't it? Well, there's a video on there which shows you a, um, it's a graphic video, obviously, but it shows you an elephant being eaten. This elephant had died in the zoo, they chucked it out in the savannah to see how predators would uh, dispose of the body. And they had a camera, like they had this pod with this camera built in and all this shit. You can watch all that. But the point is, a hyena comes up, puts its head. Now, you've got to remember, right? An elephant, its skin is tough, right? So the animals go for the soft tough, soft tissue first. They go for the eyes, the yep. ears, the udders, um, especially on a cow, the udder, the genitals, these kinds of things that are exposed, dangly and soft. Yeah. Well, sometimes, um, <laughs> depending on what species. But um, they go for these bits that are easily uh, obtainable right? yeah. from the outside and not as tough. You can imagine, I don't know, I've never felt a an elephant's penis but i can imagine that it's not as hard as the rest of its skin i don't know i don't i don't even want to know anybody knows i'll get you booked into yeah. the farm i don't want to know but i imagine it's not right so that if that's removed right it's not aliens so <laughs> the, the 
the um, hyena walks up to this carcass, right, and it looks around it, and the it puts its head up its anus, right, and elephants have got a big ass, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know, well, I knew it would have, but I didn't think it was that big. Anyway, the hyena, because I've seen a hyena up close, and they've got big heads. Anyway, this thing puts its head in its anus and grabs its internal organs and pulls them out. Yeah. Okay, so when they talk about, oh, the internal organs have been removed, but there's no cut marks. Well, if that hyena's done it, what's to say a badger or a fox or whatever, wherever it is, you know, in different places, couldn't do that? Now, where I do think this, and I don't go on a tangent here, I know, but where I do think this is um, strange, and again, like, if people got different opinions on this, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying from my observation, this is what it looks like to me. But if you've got different opinions, I'd love to wear them. Supernaturalpod at gmail.com. If you want to stick in on Google search, (laughs) what happens if you stick your head up a cow's ass? Because that's obviously what Lee's been searching this week. if an hyena can do it, why can't a fox? Fox's intentions. Hyena, nah, nah, hyena to a fox. You're comparing some of us. I I, I don't think foxes are too vicious. Not vicious, but if it's a matter of life or death, you've got to eat. You come up to a cow, right, and you can't bite through its skin. What are you going to go for? You're going to go for the accessible parts. So they go for the udders, okay? They go for the air hole, the lips. And again, people said there was no blood. The guy in this report said there was no blood. You look at the pictures, there's blood every fucking... The grass is red, <laughs> right? Unless the grass grows red in Todd Morden, there was blood everywhere. There was no <laughs> blood in the animal because it was all over the fucking ground. Um. Anyway, it's, I'm getting sidetracked. But the point is, right... What do you think? Because I don't, I don't necessarily believe them. I'm on the fence, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? Because you saw it, didn't you? I see it, and I thought it was complete bullshit. So, yeah. yeah but, I'm, but I'm, you know, I didn't do you go... think any aliens take? Because you wear these. Oh, we'll probably look into a case that talks about this. I, now, I do listen to Linda, um, uh, Linda Malton Howe, and she covers a lot of this. So that's their big thing was uh, cattle mutilations and that. Now. There is some school of thought that aliens impregnate cows, right? Okay. With, with these um, um, hybrid humans or whatever it is, and then they come back later on. And when they mutilate these cows, it's to harvest the the embryo or whatever yeah. it is they're growing. Yeah. Okay. Now, oh yeah, um, again, I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense, but. Yeah. If you want to, that's more plausible, I suppose. Right. Um, but it's still not. Um, I don't know. I just think we're a bit more likely to impregnate humans rather than. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Or other aliens. That'd be a start. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, again, start I your always own kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a cow. And the thing is, right? If they took the cow, did the experiments and all the rest of it, and then just dropped the cow in the sea, or the Isle of Man or wherever they wanted to, yeah. Um, then no one would find the cow. No one would be. I mean, people say where did the cow go, but you know they're not finding the cow. A bit's missing from it. So yeah, they could cover the tracks better, right? And again, and my dad said this uh, years ago, but he says, "What's the odds, right? Because you say these cows are taken to the because people have seen cows being lifted up in tractor, yeah, yeah, in tractor yeah, yeah. beams, yeah. if that's what you call them, uh, Star Trek." Uh, uh, you know, to call it attractive beam, don't they? So, yeah. 
people have seen cows being lifted up. There's a famous case in uh, Runcorn in Cheshire. Yep. It was one right back. In fact, next week's show or whatever it is, whenever we do the next show, next couple of days, whatever, I'll see if I can find that case. Pull it There's up. two yep. guys in Runcorn way back when saw this cow being lifted into the spaceship, right? Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but what I'm saying is, and my old man said this, he said, well, what's the chances of all those cows that have been taken in spaceships landing damaged side up? Because that's what you're saying. You're saying that when they drop them, right, unless they slowly lower them, particularly on yeah, that side. Yeah, I mean, you drop a cow, it's going to bounce. Yeah. So, even if you did, so, but out, but they're always damaged side up. Hmm. Uh, you know. I don't know. Now, the ones where I give you credit for is the ones where you see them on telegraph poles and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now that yeah. is weird. I mean, I was looking at a picture the other day of a, a horse of a fucking tree. A horse of a tree. Say that though. Now you, kids could do that for a laugh. Say that though. You, like when you drop, you know, I, I, I don't know actually. Something obviously, some things would bounce and some won't. So depending, obviously, being a cow depends. Not up a tree though. No, 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 no. It's not gonna no. But so. It's, You've seen the pictures, haven't you? The cow. Yeah, I've, I've seen now, it. I've yeah. seen. I actually seen was uh, in Louth, I think it was, and there was a a seagull. You probably hear him in the in the background here, but I saw a seagull attached to a, a you know a telephone line. All right, yeah. Like how how did it die on a telephone line? Hmm. But it did. It did. Yeah, it was hanging from there by its wing. Tell you what, I did actually see a dead fox this week. I know we're early in, what well, we in Tuesday, Wednesday now. I don't even know what day we're on. But I did see oh, it was Monday. Monday, yeah, it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Uh did see a dead fox. And although I see, you see dead foxes sometimes on the road in the morning, hmm. this one was uh, was clearing, clearing the shed out from this house and clearing it out. And as we open the door, this cat scurries out. I think, you know, I'd probably been trapped in there or something. And there's a hole in the, in like the uh, roofing. Something like that. Um, felt. No, not felt. That plasticky, see, like conservatory stuff. I can't remember. Corrugated cheating. Corrugated, that's yeah, it. corrugated And uh, it was cracking it. And anyhow, that, that cat scurried out. And also what was in there was this um, fox. And I thought, well, I looked at it first. I thought it was a cat. And I thought, that's not, that's not a cat. It's a fox. And uh, all its fur had gone off it. You, all it had like was its, uh, like its membrane, its skin. You know, like the outer inner crust of it and underneath that was just pure clean bone mm. and what had happened was the it looks like fox has probably come in um it's either fell in and caught its leg on one of the there's like a table like a desk there with you know like one of these like workshop things got tr- trays yeah, yeah. and that all and it's got its leg caught around it it's it's died like that and uh dangling yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was because it, it's 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 still round it, but it's disconnected as well. Oh dear! But you know, obviously, it can't get it, can't mm. move it. I suppose. But anyway, that was uh, that was a bit interesting, and it was uh, it was just clean. It was you know, there was no fur on it whatsoever. So it must have been there a fair while. I'd have thought. That's uh, that's something something mm. just to chip well, in with my week on that um, on that what I was saying about the elephant with the hyena uh, when it does. This is another thing. When it does put its head in there, it actually punches its uh, guts, and that they come out its thing. And now, I'm, I'm, I'm not ruling that out because there are things, and I'm sure it's something to do with deer or something along that line, or it might be something to do with um, 
Somewhere in the uh, safari... Uh, Oh, zebras or something like that. Antelopes, I think it is. And right. there is something about... Uh, I've read them before where... And it's a bit more graphic, this, where they do go for that part of them and they have, you know, and they've been seen to pull the back ends out of them type yeah, thing. Um, also, uh, there's been more graphic ones like, you know, pulling the younger, uh, child, you know, the, the babies out of them type thing. Um, but it isn't. I, I do. I do agree with some. Maybe not the fox, but the hyena aspect of it. Going, you know, I can. I can see that. I can see that. Well, something's going internal. I mean, you know, bugs. Bugs can land on a carcass like that as soon as it dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only. But um. Anyway. Um. Right. This was only meant to be twenty minutes long. So. <laughs> We're about hey, there, t- talking we? about animals, sharks. sharks. Yeah. Sharks. Now. It come up on the radio when I was driving the van the other day, and it's not likely for Lynx FM to announce things about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, you know, I thought, hey, up, I'll listen to this, you know, and it said, now we've got the London Loch Ness, and I thought, oh, hey, up, let's listen to this, yeah, I thought, yeah. it sounds good, so going through it and saying, no, there's been, um, not one, not two, not three, but hundreds, hundreds of people reporting, they're seeing things in the, uh, in the Thames. Mm. Now, with this being said, someone's actually gone out and a group of uh, four or five people have gone out and purposely got a, sh- a, a shark's... We'll get these to sponsor us. A, sh- a shark's fin. How would you say that? What's that? Lanchester. Manchester. Is that still a place? Is that Lancaster and Manchester? I think it was a place. Anyhow. Yeah, carry on. A group of four or five people have gone out and actually purposely put on a fin... And started swimming in the Thames, which did you know it's illegal to swim in the Thames? It is illegal. Um, anyhow, you wouldn't want to anyway. It's full. Well, no, shit. you want it's full. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, what is it? It's, uh, the cockney shit. Biologically uh, diseased or something they call it or something. Biologically fucked. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so they've gone in and they've you know, and I suppose with the aspect of media bringing it to their attention. They want to be the attention seekers now. Yeah. But they've done that. But prior to that... What they're... did they see? Well, this is a thing. Yeah. People are saying they're seeing things similar to a Loch Ness monster. What, a long neck and a... A long neck. Head on the end. Yeah. Right. And... Or a toy submarine. Pe- a people have monster. looked at it and gone, Shark! Shark! Shark? Know? Yeah, I know, Shark. Yeah. And that's... You don't shout Shark if no one's swimming, do you? <laughs> Well, you don't go to an aquarium and go shark, shark, and she's just in there to yeah. feed him. Shark, get out! No, oh, so, you still can't. Someone's save gone. Yourself. Someone's gone. Shark, and people right. have, have ran. You know, you know how yeah. people do in London. Yeah, They'll yeah. run to the sides, get the phone out, and by that, Film, a yeah. few people have have caught glimpses of things. Right. Um, they have. You know, some people who looks like. Uh, some of them do look like a shark. The back fin of There's them. There's footage of this, yeah. Not f- no, I want photographs. Photographs, right. not video. Mm. Photographs. Mm. Um, it's still an ongoing thing, but it has been said over the past five years. When the f- uh, five years ago there was another account of a shark being but we've in had there. whales in the. But we've had whales. Yeah. We've had we've had dolphins. Not we've dolphins. Seals. We've dolphins. had all seals, sorts yeah. seals and whales. And yeah, you have had dolphins going there before. Yeah. Where the fuck they come? From? I think that might have been part of a film though. It but... Might have been released. Well, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyhow, so that was that. But there's still this question round. People are seeing things that isn't a sh- that ain't a shark right. and looks like a oh, Loch Ness. Well, even a shark. Okay, so I'll put a poll up then. 
on Facebook. I'll put his picture up. Right. Do do you think there's a shark or other creature in the Thames? Mm, yeah. Uh, unlikely, isn't it? I, do, I think... Well, the, we, uh, the thing is, though, that, we, we do have basking sharks, don't we? And we, they are fucking huge. We was on about uh, mutilation and, and things like coast, that. And especially with fish. I mean, I love watching that program, River Monsters, when he was mm, on Jeremy yeah, or whatever his name was. Yeah. And he goes... Robson Green had one, didn't he? Robson Green, yeah, yeah extreme fishing. But they... Catfish, but why? Bang! Anyhow, they, they, you know, they, they find some things that have been uh, mutated so much, it's now eating humans and human arms and things like well, that. Yeah. And we are just meat. I wonder what, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's happening over here as well in the Thames. You're getting fish in there that mutate into certain things, and they're eating, but they're eating different things so now. So this is a mutated shark now? Well, I'm not saying it's a shark. Right. But I'm saying Good. it could be something that's <laughs> mutated. Um, Maybe not to grow a long anyway, neck. I'm sure anyway, the, I'm sure the listeners don't want to wear this shit about a mutated shark. Well, I don't know. Well, if, we'll put the poll up, won't hey, we? Hey, if this comes out to be big news, I want to be the face Absolutely, of it. Absolutely, yeah. So what we'll do... <laughs> You've got the article, haven't you? Got the article. We'll post the article up on Facebook then, and we'll get people to decide. What, Have a look at it. Go think. through the evidence. And we will obviously tell you on the next show. Yeah, see what people think of it. Um, keep your letters coming in, and your stories. If you've got a story you want to share on the show, paranormal or cryptid or anything like that, UFO-related, if you've been uh, uh, taken aboard a spaceship uh, or whatever, uh, then keep your emails coming to us at supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Uh, don't be afraid. Send them away. You can come on the show. You don't have to come on the show. You can be anonymous. We can record you and then change your voice. Lee does good accents. Yeah, I can, yeah I can do an accent, especially from Birmingham or... Liverpool, that's it. Or Indian. Indian, he's yeah, got an Indian. do that. Geordie is, is, is getting You're there. probably not allowed to do them, though. I don't know, you're sure, surely. Yeah. I mean, if you do... It's like that song, Red Red Wine. Oh, I've heard about yeah. that, yeah. yeah. You can't sing that now. Because when you sing Red Red Wine, everybody sing, like, sing... What's this? I don't know what the title's called. Is it UB40, that? UB40, yeah. Yeah. Red Red Wine. <laughs> you, you get into that, you know, that jive yeah, of you it, do, don't, don't you? Yeah. Oh, if you think Bob Marley. Yeah. Three little birds... By my doorstep, singing sweet songs of melodies pure and true. Singing, this is my message to you. <laughs> oh, you can't do that, can you? Well, you just um, well, you, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. but you can't do it because now, oh, that's offensive. Ah, oh, well. Anyway, what was the, what was the point? Anyway, yeah, put that yeah. put that on the. Uh, hang on, anyway, you can do please that. send your stories in. Keep your letters coming in. We had a lovely letter today. F- from Jean uh, in uh, Southend. She writes to us. She said, I'm, I was walk- looking at the TV. Nothing on TV. So Why is she Yorkshire? No, she's from Southend. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, all right, she was from somewhere in the Dales. She said, <laughs> the point is, she said, lovely letter, right? So I said I'd read it out. Um, paraphrasing, of course, but I said I'd read it out. So she said, you know, I'm in me nineties. She said, there was nothing on telly, and my granddaughter told me about podcasts. <laughs> she said, "Bless her cotton socks." She said, "I love ghost stories. I always have." So she said, "I sat down with me glass of sherry, bag of crisps. It's about eleven o'clock at night. She's getting ready to go to bed, and she said, I put your podcast on.' She said it was hilarious. She said, "I enjoyed it. 
she said, and I've told everybody about it down WI. She said, I've told everybody. So you're going to get some fans. We're going to get some shit. Going to get some knitted socks and that coming. Cakes. 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 Knitted socks. I love your cakes. Fantastic letter, Joan. Thank you for sending that in. Now, if anyone else... That's imaginary. If anyone else has got a letter they want to send in, <laughs> keep your letters coming. You can send them to us at supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Or you can even, if you want, I mean, I don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, you could even direct messages on Facebook. You know, Messenger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've had a few new members century. of a hangout this week. Ronnie, we Ronnie, come in. Good old Ronnie Adam, and uh, straight in, straight in with like a. I'm going to call it a review because you know he's put it. I love, it is. Yeah, I yeah. love the fact that this podcast uses the word supernatural. Nearly every podcast or YouTube channel refers to this subject as par- as a paranormal. I've always preferred the term supernatural. You know, it's that vast majority. You know, it's not just a paranormal podcast. Paranormal, supernatural, supernatural, interchangeable, interchangeable. Maybe. But it is supernatural. Uh, everything's supernatural. I mean, the Big Bang is supernatural. Well, yeah, to me. Yeah, I suppose. Sorry, a bit. Uh, that's the mood. Anyhow, that's it. Is it? Keep your reviews coming in. Yep, and we need um, more of you to sign up to Patreon, uh, become a true fan of the show, and sign your life away on Patreon. True fan. It's only $3 a month. The minimum of $3 a month, I think it is. And uh, I mean, that's the price of a coffee. Yeah. I don't know how much coffee is in the States, but I imagine it is $3. Is it? Is it more? You've been. Not where I went. I'm not allowed. Criminal record. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The money was just resting in me. I'm sure it's cheaper cheaper elsewhere where I went because bloody hell, everything seemed expensive this year. How much is a coffee in the States? Talking about seven dollars, seven eight dollars. Right. So if you're not signing up to Patreon for seven dollars, <laughs> if you're if you're yeah. going to New York, any of you, and you're, th- wrong you. and you're thinking of having two coffees, <laughs> then just have one and think yeah. about good old Lee. Well, there you go. Then so you can sign up for less than a price of a coffee. It's three dollars a month, and we need a thousand true fans to sign up. That's all we need. Thousand. Also, it's you guys that reap the benefits too. Absolutely. Yeah, you get um, a lot more show, a lot more. Merchandise, yeah, and stuff. Magnets are out, aren't they? Magnets they are, have gone out. They're not posted yet. They're in envelopes downstairs. Oh, don't let me forget to give you yours and your mug and that. But um, they're downstairs now, ready to go. But they can't get in the post office because there's a queue. Oh, it's je- massive, aren't they? Yeah, because yeah, in England, unfortunately, that's where everyone goes to collect the benefits. Well, um, yeah, you know. So I, in the morning, I go down there before I go to work, and I've only got a short window of opportunity, obviously, for when it opens to get to work. And there's a queue as long as your arm. Well, not as long as your arm. I'd say about one person, well, wouldn't it? But there's there's a queue down a block, um, and I just can't get in. But I've got they are ready to go. Um, so yeah, so Patreon people, you your magnets and that are coming. Um, there's a few other things that we want to send you, and there's like ma- the merchandise we can sign up to for Patreon as well, and they'll send shit out. So that's all coming. But anyway, the point is, if you want to, if you're a true fan, and you can help us out, join the Patreon. And uh, get extra shows without the waffle. Without waffle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably, because we probably just go straight into the Patreon ones. Yeah. Mind you, we have a laugh on them as well. Okay, so we just need a thousand true fans to sign up. That ain't, you know, with the downloads, that ain't out the realm's possibilities. If you're thinking about doing it, or you're thinking about maybe other people will sign up and you don't have to, or whatever, then, you know, don't think like that. Just think... You know, if you can't afford it, obviously, you can cancel any time. It's $3 a month. But 
if you can afford it, just sign up. You know, yeah. We've if had a few, thinking about it. Do it. We've had a had, few people trickling in this week. Yeah, haven't fantastic. We? Yeah. Thank you very much to Tessa. Tessa's joined in. Um, on the I don't know what we call the tier. What do we call Bobby the tier? Dazzler. The Bobby Dazzler tier, isn't it? Bobby Dazzler tier. We've uh, also got Cara. Cara as well on the Bobby We're Dazzler. Call that the Bobby Dazzler tier. Yeah. The Bobby Dazzler. And uh, James. We're going to call that the true fan. Is that a true fan? True fan, yeah. True fan. And then, like, any more than like that, that's a $3 tier. But any more than that is, like, a super fucking duper fan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We'll fly you over from the States, get you on. We won't. Maybe, no, maybe no, not. No. Maybe not. Unless, it depends how many years you're with us. Oh, well, yeah. You stay with us for a thousand years, then, yeah, we'll we'll get you over. You won't, might not want to come over. <laughs> Probably don't. Probably don't, no. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, so James Caratessa, thank you very much for signing up. Uh, it's very much appreciated. But again, like I say, if you can if you can um, afford to sign up, then please consider it. All you got to do is go to Patreon, type Remlin Supernatural Podcast, our shit pops up, and you just let your sister tear and off you go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, keep your reviews coming. If you can't send a review, and somebody posted on um, Podbean, I think it was the other day, saying they'd listened to the uh, Dogman episode and they said it was great. Um, so thank you for that. But, uh, you know, if you can't post a review on iTunes, because a lot of people don't listen, you know, don't have an iPhone, they listen through Android. Probably, yeah. You know, probably the majority of people. So if you can't do that, but you like the show, then let us know. You know, send yeah. us an email. Tell us you like send us. Send us a message on Facebook. Just be careful how you, you like start it, because, I mean, if you go, you're shit, you know, type thing. You know, well, even if you do that, it's something to read, isn't it? Well, but, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know, when I'm on a sat on a toilet. But the thing is, <laughs> you know, when we wake up in the morning and we get a new review, it's good. Lee thrives off your reviews. If, so keep yeah, or, like in. I say, if you can't leave a review, just send us an email saying you enjoy the show and why you enjoy the show. Um, if you want to voice up that a little quick, less like a minute or so, um, I, you know, I listen to... Because um, this, that, and other. Um, if you want to voice that up or send it to us on Messenger or anything, we'll put it on the show or email it across. There we go. Tell us your name, tell us where you're from, tell us why you enjoy the show, and we will put it on the show for you. Obviously, on the free feed, not on the Patreon, because there'd be no point. Unless you're a Patreon support, you wouldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put them all on there, no one there. Send a message yeah. back. Yeah, we'll put you on, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, Joan. Anyhow, that being said. Yeah, Uh, that being said, uh, have a great week, of course, and we will see you on the other side. Bye for now. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. They'll be back.